Don't frazzle my sh-. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. Happy Halloween, everybody. Hey! <laughs> like, I look like a weird Elton John. <laughs> you do look like Elton John. That's fantastic. Well, hey. Rocket man. Happy Halloween, everybody. All right, I'm going to take these off. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Mark. And I'm Nicole. And we're going to answer your woodworking questions today and maybe some other goofy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could have, le- like, you have these in a prescription? No. Because I'd wear those. <laughs> no prescriptions. I am drinking a beer tonight. And Nicole said if you burp, burp that Oh, my way. God. He's already burped once, and it's I had, I had street tacos. Awful. What are you going to do? Can't help you there. <laughs> uh, where are we here? All right. So, got a couple quick announcements here. Um, I did a video today called yeah. Getting Rid of My Rubo or something like that. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Some clickbaity, stupid title. But it's true. But it's actually true. Yeah. I don't do clickbait. If it sounds like clickbait, there's a piece of truth to it, like yeah. a real good chunk of truth. Uh, so yeah, that video is up, and it also is a tour of the new workbench, the new hybrid workbench, which is currently on pre-order in the guild for only 30 bucks. It's the cheapest, I actually thought about this, the cheapest we have ever offered any project uh, in the guild that's mm. a full-scale project, $30. Is there a reason why we're missing a thumbnail on the website? Uh, well, maybe, maybe I screwed something up. Probably. I will go check that okay. later. <laughs> Thanks, though. Uh, we should also mention that what you're doing with the Rubo yes. is auctioning it off. Um, if you are interested in owning this guy's uh, old Rubo workbench. Yeah. Um, My sloppy can, seconds. <laughs> you can <laughs> You can bid on it. The link is in the description of that video. I'll also put it in the chat room. The, the deal with it, though, is you have to pick it up in uh, just out, we're outside of Denver. So you either need to live near us or make a road trip. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, it's a big bench. Yeah. Um, it's not something that we could ship. You definitely need to be able to somehow get here, get it on a trailer, and get it out of here. Yes. That's, that's part of your responsibility. The current bid is $2,520. Well, the auction's been up for a little while, and mm-hmm. this is what happens with these auctions. The first day or two, they skyrocket, right? But then they freeze and they don't move because nobody wants to make the next move. And it might move again <laughs> yeah. in like the last hour yeah. of this auction. It ends November 1st. Um, it looks like at noon Mountain Standard Time. So uh, we should mention that the proceeds are going to the Purple Heart Project. Yeah, Rob so Cosman. Rob Cosman's program is so. fantastic for wounded veterans, mm-hmm. and he just does like seminars and classes yep. and helps them use woodworking as a form of therapy, which is pretty awesome. So if you are a vet looking to get some additional woodworking training, um, you don't have to have a Purple Heart to do nope. uh, his program. Um, if you search Purple Heart Project, Rob, Rob Cosman, yeah. you'll find it, and there's an application right there. So he's in Canada. So be aware of that. He's Canadian. Yep. Uh, John M. says, even though yours is way more awesome, did you get any inspiration from my poor man's Rubo I posted on Discord in July? If not, please lie. Thanks. <laughs> well, I 
do use Discord a lot. No, you don't. So yes. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Also, I want to mention another project in the guild. We are uh, firing on all cylinders. You are in that guild. Nicole, mm. me and my uh, my gruesome team of awesome producers, and uh, so we got John helping me out in the shop, and we got Todd doing all the video editing and the traveling, and uh, it, it's great. I love it. I like seeing that much content come out. But it's Jory Brigham's Hollister Credenza. Uh, so if you are familiar with Jory, he's the guy that uh, won Framework way back mm -hmm. in the day. What was that on Spike TV? Uh, got a very interesting furniture style, uh, mid-century modern. Certainly, but it's his own spin on it, and he does some freeform carving, power carving on there. Uh, great project, so you're going to want to check that out. And that is, uh, how many more days do we have? That one's coming out soon. That's, that's coming, the first, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the first one. Yours comes out on December 3rd. Uh, the Hollister is November 1st, so the same amount of time you have to bid on the auction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> November 1st is like a cutoff for a number of things. Indeed. Um, all right. What else? Uh, the only other thing we have before we get to questions, I will let you deliver the good news. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Then yes, I will yes. deliver the bad news. Oh, it's a good, bad kind of thing. One of those things. So uh, if you follow me on in other places, uh, especially listen to the morning stream with Scott Johnson. I mentioned this the other day. Um, I actually, I killed my recommendal segment. Oh, you did? I did. I'm not going to be, so I got, so. You know, I think Scott and Brian are probably like, finally. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I didn't want to hurt her feelings. <laughs> finally. Because I'm right. hearing about these damn movies. <laughs> so I've been doing that segment since 2011. I think, yeah, yeah, 2011. It's been a long time. 10 years with that segment. Yeah. Um, and I sunsetted it, though. We're, Scott is leaving a spot open for me because I do have summers. Um, and so That's what, what he always says. There's a spot open for me in comic dorks too, but <laughs> I'm not holding my breath, Nicole. So what has happened is I have uh, gotten employment. Employed. Employment. I'm dumb and employed. I'm employed uh, at my son's <laughs> school, my son and daughter's school. So I am going to be spending more time teaching uh, STEM and helping the other teachers and just being another body in the school and mm -hmm. kind of hoping to get elementary kids excited about 3D printing and all that other fun they stuff. They need that early Do exposure some, to I, that. I'm going to think about doing some uh, coding with them, um, some robotics with them. I'm excited. So uh, that is every single day. <laughs> so Monday yeah. through Friday. Uh, I will have a regular job now. Mm -hmm. God, it's been forever. Well, the it's funny thing forever. was, yeah, it has been a while. It, it was one of those things where she was doing so much on a volunteer basis, and it was, you know, taking her away from things that I might need her to do. I miss teaching. Which is fine. But it was getting to a point where I was like, don't they pay people to do what you're doing? Like, why aren't you getting paid <laughs> to do this? Like, if this is where you want to be and this is what you want to do, um, look, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, she saw that I was miserable doing the thing I was doing 
and saw that I loved doing something else, which was woodworking. And she said, you need to follow that passion, mm -hmm. right? And I thought when we had you quit your job with, uh, with the company you worked for before to start working with the Wood Whisperer, I thought that that was me returning the favor. But I've realized it's taken a little <laughs> bit longer to return the favor. And that's happening now where yeah. it's like, look, if your passion is with these kids, My this passion is what you want to do. I miss teaching. Answering so. marketing emails for the Wood Whisperer and doing a live show is not, is not necessarily like customer support. A, a career level thing. I love thing. you all, but... I, I miss teaching. Yeah. So, so that um, brings us into what is the uh, bad news for those of you who like this show, but we are um, we are going to stop doing this show. Uh, and it's a good thing it's not April 1st because I know, people right? think we're joking. Um, I don't want to, you know, draw it out. It's it's something that I guess you would – I don't like when people call these things like an extended hiatus, um, but that could be what it is. Remember, I did this with Wood Talk. Mm. I needed to take a break from Wood Talk. I took a break for a year mm -hmm. and then the right situation came along and we brought the show back in a, a new and better way that was sustainable. Um, and I still love doing Wood Talk. Mm -hmm. um, so that, who knows, this could happen with this show. But and who knows, I might get in and they go, you're a terrible teacher. Yeah. You need to go teach adults. <laughs> you, need to go, you need to go back and work for your husband. <laughs> get out of here. Um, but yeah, so the bottom line is it's, it's becoming really difficult for us to do this show, especially now with Nicole having, uh, you know, this new focus, this mm -hmm. new direction, yeah. essentially a new career. And I am so swamped with work and just getting videos out for you guys. Uh, when we started this show, let's go back. 2014. 2014 is when we started doing this live show. I can't believe how long we've mm -hmm. been answering the same questions every week. Yeah. This tre treasure trove of the same questions. But it's been a it's been a darn long time, and I think we had a really good run with mm -hmm. it. It was a blast. We've had a lot of changes and things over time, and it, the show's evolved a little bit. But you know, well, here's the funny thing: it's time. Uh, we're not going anywhere. I mean, we're still around. He's still making videos like crazy. Follow In me fact, on Instagram if you want, like, not live, but, like, off-the-cuff stuff. I, I do stories all the time. <laughs> blue blue tape. What will we do on Friday nights? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Because uh, here's the thing. There are other people doing very similar <laughs> shows. So you've got... Um, the Coronas? Over the... Oh, sorry. Don't interrupt me. I'm I a, will. I'm on a roll. I'm going to interrupt <laughs> It's mine. Um, so Brad over at Fix This Build That, he and his uh, lovely wife do a show uh, very similar to this with uh, live questions. And then, of course, Nicole mentioned them already, the Cremonos. Um, so Matt and Lindsay are uh, doing a fantastic job over there on Fridays, a little bit earlier than, uh, than the evening show for us. But um, they do a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. So if you want something similar, they are fun-loving people. They usually get a little – there's a little more alcohol involved in their show than yes. ours typically. Yeah. Which is good, though, because it makes the show better. Um, so you go check them out. Um, I think they will uh, give you guys... It's because they give you guys a good time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we had a quick question just come through asking about a recommendation for a respirator. Uh, Flow Rich Music, I think you're new to us. Uh, if you head over to our Amazon store, um, we have, Mark has his respirator under TWW Live. It's a 3M 6500 yep. is my preferred respirator. It's a quick release latch system and takes all different types of, um, uh, you know, dust filtration versus uh, organic filtration and different type of filter cartridges can be put on it. I just linked to it in the chat. Not the specific, I just the store and you'll see it in the, in the category. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, one thing we did want to mention, we... I'll be honest, this decision happened tonight. 
Yeah. Right. The final decision, we kind of both knew it was it was brewing, but it was like, let's just make it happen tonight. Um, we will continue doing our Patreon mm -hmm. in terms of like it, it will exist, -morph it. but we're going to rejig it so that it's more of a general Wood Whisperer support thing, um, which means some of the support levels will change and your interest level in supporting may change. And that's yeah. totally okay. We totally get it. Um, but what we don't want to do is anyone to like think we're doing a bait and switch. That's not at all going to happen, but I want to continue. Life changes. Yeah. So um, take a look at that if you are a Patreon supporter. Same thing on the YouTube supporter side of things. Take a look at it. And if, if it's not your cup of tea, um, you know, we can still be friends. It's totally okay. It's totally <laughs> all right. Uh, but those changes will be coming um, soon. Uh, someone also said Shop Night Live with Tom McLaughlin on um, Thursday, Thursday night. nights. Tom's great. He's the uh, the host of uh, Tommy Mac's old show. Mm -hmm. Whatever the name of that is. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't remember either. Because I, I can't say the other name. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not that. Um, okay. So let's do some questions. I, I got, don't have anything I do. preselected. I do because I posted Bad at on... This job. I posted on Patreon. Yeah. And then you were like, oops. So I was like, I'm, I'm reading, dinner. I'm going to read the Patreon questions okay. this week. And we do have some thank yous. If you want to try to find those, that would be good while I read the questions. Uh, Robert Price, I want to see if you have an explanation for something that happened while doing a glue up on long, narrow boards. Oh, boy. I clamped everything. I need you to stop drinking that beer. Woo. Listen, lady. You married this. That's All of it. Stinks. <laughs> While doing a glue up on a long, narrow board, I clamped everything up on my table saw with one glue line pointing down. I put down wax paper first to protect the table. The glue line rested directly on the paper. When I unclamped it in the, uh, the morning, there was a really nice line of heavy rust under the paper. Mm -hmm. No, I saw no indication that any glue had seeped up through the paper and my shop humidity was between 50 and 60%. Is that high? Yeah. That seems high. Yeah. Uh, any idea what happened? Well, I, I think this is like, I have a boo-boo. Uh, I need to know why it happened. Well, uh, I got hit with a knife. Um, <laughs> I think the knife caused the boo-boo. <laughs> I, I don't know how or why. Uh, is, is wax paper permeable? Do you know that? Can water vapor transfer through wax paper? not. I mean, but I will say when I do cookies and I put it on wax paper, it, it gets... It does feel like the grease can get through the wax paper, right? I don't right? know if it gets through, but it does like form and yeah. like a condensation on the paper. I think this is like a question about wax paper. So I wonder if the, if the humidity in the air There's enough did humidity. a condensation on the wax paper. Possibly, but there's enough humidity in the air. Uh, you introduced something that was literally wet, the glue line, and that obviously caused the problem. Um, so I don't Aww. know like specifically why it happened, but they, I think that's pretty clear what happened. Uh, I think you just need to maybe use a different material. You know what you might even try next time? Two layers of wax paper, right? Like maybe the one layer just wasn't enough and it managed to cause a little bit of water vapor to go through. It's the only thing I can imagine mm. is that water vapor can pass through wax paper, but I don't, I don't know. Off, uh, was it off brand off Ted? Off brand Ted. That's really nice. Ted and, Ted and, Ted and Vision. Ted Nivision. Sure. Shout out to your dad. My dad Aww. loves you guys. Happiest I've seen him in a while. Thanks. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. Hi, What's Ted. up, uh, Ted, Ted Nivision's dad? <laughs> Mm. 
That's a noisy drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's always noisy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, got a nice uh, super chat from Robert P- Price. If you scroll down, you'll see it. There it is. Uh, what about a monthly live show? Going to miss this. We're going to miss you, Robert. Uh, no. We can't make any promises. <laughs> no I promises. I mean, the show's already only two times a month, right? Yeah. And we have trouble doing that. So going once a month, I don't want to. But the last thing you I make do, it just random live shows. We may just get a bug and want to do make a live sure show. you click that bell. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're subscribed. Yeah, but yeah, the last thing I want to do though is make a sort of like we feel bad promise. So we want to like do something, and then we really don't want to do that thing. Um, that's not the way this is going to work. So no, mm-hmm. I don't think a monthly show is in the cards right now. Um, but again, <laughs> you just never know. We may just do a show for the heck of it. Got a super or not a super chat. Just a regular old question from Corey Pelton. Okay. <laughs> hey, Mark and Nicole, does Osmo Pollux or any hard wax oil have any adverse effects on joinery prior to glue up? I'm pre-finishing all my rails and legs and want to double check if I should take care to not get finish in my mortise or on my tenons. Absolutely. Thanks in advance. You should do that with any finish. Any finish can pre... Like, what's the point of a finish? To stop moisture from penetrating into the wood fibers. Mm -hmm. When you put glue on there, what does glue need to work? It needs to penetrate the wood fibers. So therefore any finish that you put on there can only hurt you. Some of them won't be as bad as others, but uh, hard wax oil is wax and oil. These are two things that don't like water-based glues or water-based glues don't like. (laughs) So uh, absolutely that's a problem. So um, I just did some pre-finishing the past couple of days with the hard wax oil. And I was very careful not to get the glue in the mortises. Look, if a little bit gets in there, it's not the end of the world, but you just don't want to go super crazy with it. So um, be careful when you buff around those mortises. Plus, you usually have a shoulder on your tenons, right? So you have a little bit of room around that mortise. Maybe as you're applying the finish, don't just go right over the mortise. Uh, Apply by hand and, you know, give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Leave yourself whatever your shoulder is. Uh, Try to leave a little bit of raw wood there. Doesn't hurt, but at least this way you're not pushing finish into the mortise. Uh, Corey also said congratulations to me on my teacher certificate. Oh, yeah. It's a three-year teacher certificate, and I can now sub if needed, which right now they need it because subs don't – a lot of subs aren't showing up. (laughs) So I'll be in the building. I got pulled into a class just the other day. You're already there. I'm already there. So and what I plan to do is actually go back to school – uh, to get my master's and hopefully uh, a DTL, which is a digital teacher librarian certificate, so I can apply for that. Mm. So, thanks, okay. Corey. Happy Halloween. Tony Herrera says, I bought the new hybrid workbench uh, project in the guild. Uh, wanted to know if Jatoba would be a good wood to use since I have quite a bit of it here. Well, Jatoba is hard as hell. Uh, it would be interesting to have a workbench made of Jatoba. But my goodness, is it a difficult wood to work with on a large scale? So yes, you could, but it's definitely on the harder end of things, which means it's just a lot of labor. It's going to be a very heavy workbench. But if you happen to have a lot of it and you know what you're in for as far as workability, go for it. That would be amazing. It would be really cool, but it's just going to be super dense, hard, and heavy. Difficult to work with at times, especially on that large scale. Okay. All right. I got a question here from Yoso. Last night, oh no, last show. 
Yes. <laughs> you mentioned about reaching behind the blade of the table saw when you need. No, need I did it, not mention that. Need it, if you remember. <laughs> needed a feather board in the back because、yeah. you have an offcut that doesn't allow you to use a feather board there.、Uh, in that case, why not just cut your piece a bit under one eighth inch wider?、Mm-hmm. And then do a second pass to the final size, which wouldn't have the overcut as your recovering is covered by the kerf. Hence, you can actually use a feather board in that case. It's two cuts instead of one, a bit more material, and it's messier as dust collection doesn't work well for that second cut. But it、mm-hmm. should be safer overall. That's fine, but that's one of those. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm not going to cut a board twice if I don't have to. If there's a reason, and I do, you know, there are times where if I think that board is going to move, I'll cut it once, oversized, go back to the jointer, clean it up again, then bring it back to the table saw, cut it the second time down the final size. That's because I want a nice straight board. If the board is cutting nice and straight, I'm not going to make a two-pass cut,、um, especially when we're not just talking about one piece. A lot of times it's multiples,、um, so it's a matter of efficiency that, that I would not necessarily do that. Uh, but that certainly would be a solution for something like that. You're right; it would definitely give you the opportunity to use、um, a featherboard behind the blade because there's not enough material in the offcut to cause a problem. So it's, it's that's that's a solution, just not one that I would do. All right, we got a question here from Karen. No,、oh, no, sorry,、uh, Black Goat Woodworking. Mark, do you have some best practices for using the drum sander? I, I bought a used PM twenty two forty four, and I was struggling to get good results with it on end grain cutting boards. It was taking thirty passes to get something flat. I think some of the adjustments were off, and I went through the manual and tried to dial it in. However, the manual doesn't really give me much in the way of how to set the depths, how fast the belt speed on how, the belt speed, and how much time to take. On each pass. Well, don't、I、you think, do, didn't you do a video?、Mm, not really. No. Not like just guidelines. Just a setup. Yeah, not for guidelines、okay. on how to use a drum sander. A lot of times for me, a drum sander is by feel. Like I'm looking at the results. I'm listening to the tool. I'm watching what's happening. I'm looking. You know, I know if I'm using a species that tends to burn a little bit, I know that I may wind up causing a little bit of.、Um, You know that burnt material to build up, and then it gets stuck on the belt, and now I've got like part of its toast. I have to avoid that part of the belt. So it's not really something that I could very easily like vocalize into a set of instructions and and you know、uh, best practices. What I can tell you is an end grain cutting board, even for a drum sander, it's difficult.、Uh, drum sanders are a great way to get your end grain cutting boards, you know, nice and flat and clean. But it's still all end grain, which means it's going to build up heat very quickly. Depending on the species you're using, you could start to see a lot of burning on there. You could tear through paper, so you have to take light passes, and that means taking lots of passes. So don't be too hard on yourself with regard to an end grain cutting board. That's kind of the nature of the beast. So I can just tell you some of the things when I think about a drum sander. These are the things that I think about, or if I had like a new employee in the shop. What I would tell them to do or not to do.、Um, first of all, I don't go with too low of a grit. I find that really low grits tend to just, you know, the way the paper is made, kind of just seems to dent the work. It it doesn't really sand as much as I wanted to.、Uh, it feels like there's,、um, you know, like if you go to an 80 grit on a random orbit sander, you can kind of feel it removing all that material. I go to 80 grit on a drum sander. 
maybe it's just the brand of paper I'm using, but it feels like it kind of skates across the surface and it's scraping as opposed to really kicking up dust and just hogging away wood. So I don't even go down that low because I want to consider my drum sander a fine tuning tool. It's not something that I'm doing stock removal on. I'm just smoothing the surface, which means I'm at 120 at the lowest, usually about 150 is the paper that I keep on there. Generally speaking, I don't want to take passes that overtax the drum, uh, this, the, the motor on the drum sander. Um, I want to make sure I'm going nice and slow so it has enough time to remove the material. Very rarely am I going more than like halfway on the conveyor speed dial. Uh, the only time I do that is if it's just like a real easy to sand wood and I'm just taking super light passes, I might go a little bit faster. Um, but you want to take your time with it. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> the other thing is, one pass is usually not enough if you are sneaking up on something. Generally, the paper will continue to cut for two to three passes. Uh, so if you put pencil on the board, you send it through once, you might see a little bit of pencil left. Send it through again, you'll maybe see just a little trace here and there. And you could send it through a third time and sometimes get that last little bit of pencil gone. Um, so minimally, per height adjustment, I'm sending my pieces through twice. Very rarely do I send it through once adjust again, send it through once. It's not like the planer. It's very different than that, right? So you always want to give more than one pass. In that cutting board situation, it sounds like you gave it plenty of passes per setting, but nature of the beast again. Just got a nice super chat from KKHK. KKHK. When using a spiral router bit to cut a mortise, uh, like the Rubo end cap, the bit grabbed when it came up against the corner of the mortise, operator error, or just the risk with a spiral bit versus straight bit? Well, your spiral bit is always gonna be more forgiving than a straight bit, so I'd, I'd need to see a little bit more in it, the detail about how or why, but a lot of times it can come down to your routing direction. So if you uh, are pulling back toward you and you hit the mortise wall, the end of the mortise wall, um, that can definitely pull you into the work a little bit more. Um, but typically if you're going forward and you know, you're going in a sort of left to right motion, you shouldn't really have a problem where the bit just kind of gets out of control because you hit the corner. But again, if you hit the corner, now you're engaging on two surfaces. So, I mean, I would need to see a little bit more specifics on how you were doing the cut, where the bit was and, and what that mortise looked like. I don't know what I just kicked over. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, to give you more specifics on that, but what I will tell you specifically with your question is that a spiral bit should handle almost all of those routing situations. Did, did I break? I, did I break something? No, that's okay. That's my okay. little rack stop. Oh, okay. <clears throat> the uh, the spiral bit should handle all that stuff more gracefully than a straight bit, like a, a straight blade bit. Nesg just did a nice super chat. Oh, Nesg, don't banner. I might accidentally do that. <laughs> she says, good day. Good luck, Spags. The Tim Tam Fairy will not forget you. All the best. Well, thank you so much, Ness. You've always been too kind. She to is. And, and it, we're still friends on Instagram, so I'll see what you're we up to. We can still be friends. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dennis said, uh, well, you've occupied our Friday TV viewing, so we'll have to, we, we have a hole to fill. You've become part of our family. We'll be missed. Oh. Oh, well, thank you. What's what's good that com comes on Friday? Anything good lately? The, what do you mean, TV? TV-wise. Well, I think it's on Thursdays, Star Trek Prodigy. Yeah. The kids are enjoying that. We watched the first episode. That was awesome. They mm -hmm. actually watched the whole thing. It was pretty great. <laughs> Josh Mann says, by the way, I'll miss the show. But there's nothing wrong with making more family time. On a Friday night, our family is uh, working through a few new movies. 
with it getting darker earlier. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a lot of times what it comes down to. Like working all week, yeah. you know, Friday comes around and it's really hard. If we get someone to watch the kids, you know what I want to do? I want to go out to dinner. Go out and get ice cream. Just something simple. You know what I mean? Like spend some time together. Well, especially with me now, going to be, I'm going to be out of the house. You're not going yeah. to see me. And this is, I mean, I'm always in here anyway, yeah. but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, but this, you know, this is technically time together, but we're, I, we're working. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not quite the same thing as like going out for sushi. Yeah. Uh, Mark Fritz says, Doom Patrol. I started watching Doom Patrol. I like it. Uh, I also started watching Ghosts on Paramount mm-hmm. Plus, and I really like that show too. Yeah. I've seen a couple people ask about the Guild meetings. The Guild is still its own thing. Uh, I will continue to have Guild meetings. Nicole may or may not be in those. She never was in the past. Um, But once we started to kick the Friday Live show Mm -hmm. up into more frequency, she just kind of started to, to, she just would show up. I'd be working, and then she'd just be there. (laughs) So I don't know when that happened. But seriously, for guild meetings, it Mm -hmm. was usually just me in the chat room. Um, So that may still be that way. So maybe now you can start setting those back up again. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is when we were doing the morning show. Oh, it was like. But the reason we started to do it so frequently and were so dedicated to it was because we weren't putting out a ton of content. I was focused on guild projects, doing, you know, free videos whenever I could. Um, But then, you know, now we have a situation where Wood Talk is now a regular thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for a while there. Um, And then, of course, we're doing more frequent videos, which ultimately is the core of what we do. Like, I think if people had to choose this or me making more videos, they probably would choose me making more videos. Probably. Maybe not. You're not in it. You got a lot of fans. You're silly. But that's kind of what it comes down to. Is it's just you know one too many things. <laughs> oh, Matthew, about uh, be honest, you're stopping because your new bench is too small for it. <laughs> Dang it! I made it too small. You don't have any leg room. I have anymore. no leg room. I quit. Yeah. No. Um, let's see. We got one here from Dave Adams. He says, "Thank you for all you have done." Mark, I've been watching you for years and have learned a lot. Nicole, thank you for keeping Mark in line. Yeah, but now I'm unhinged. Oh, gosh. i got nobody watching me. What's going to happen? I'm out of control. <laughs> uh, I get What else? Oh, uh, Tommaso did Oh, Tommaso. He says down there. He... You don't need to do that. You just being here heckling us is enough. You'll find a way. <laughs> if I know you, Tommaso, you will find a way. Yeah, he's in other places, too. <laughs> Uh, Karen G has a question. Should you sand the grain when using a rab- rabbit? <laughs> See, this is what happens when I read the questions. Random orbit sander. A rabbit. <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos lately where people sand in a circular motion mm-hmm. and, a- and or across the grain and highly recommend their viewers to do so. I've tried it and although I don't see a difference either way, it just feels wrong. If it matters, this is for wood items that include epoxy resin. Thanks, guys. I don't know what they're talking about, Karen. A random orbit sander spins it does it, it in does circles. It, on it, it, does it does it on its own, Well, right? it's spinning in circles on its own, and then it has this orbitable pattern uh, <laughs> with teeny tiny squiggly little circles. That sander doesn't give a crap which direction your hand is going. It's pretty much going to do the same thing. Now, what it does care about is how fast you go. So whether you go in circles and, you know, do a karate kid sort of action, or if you just go in smooth, straight lines from one side to the other, whatever allows you to consistently cover that surface 
from one end to the other is what you do. If anyone tells you you have to do something or it's better to go in a particular direction, I think they're smoking something special and you should ask for some. <laughs> but I don't think it really matters to mm. the work. Honestly, I have a weird thing that I do. I'm also the kind of person who like, when I mistype letters on the computer, I conserve the letters I typed as if it's some sort of valuable resource. I don't want to delete letters that are perfectly good, right? So I will do weird things with sanding <laughs> where I sometimes will go in a pattern like this and other times I'll go in a pattern like that and like I, I make a game out of it basically. Um, but in the end, the wood doesn't care. It doesn't. So I don't think wood it's Wood doesn't really care. I think problem. that's a good show title. Wood doesn't care. There's a nice super chat. I don't see it. No, we'll scroll up. Scrolling up from Dark Rainbow. Yeah. Dark Rainbow Woodworking says, first, congrats to you, Nicole. You'll be a spectacular teacher. Second, Mark, thanks for all you've done for woodworking. Lastly, any idea how I can obtain Card. the new Yankee Workshop series on DVD? I think someone answered that question. Did we? Or no, did they? someone else did. Right here. Uh, woodworking. Oh, yeah. uh, he says, subscribe to This Old House Online. And the new Yankee comes with it. So I remember that was a big this deal. This old house. All seasons of the new Yankee oh. workshop when you are a do This they, Old House member. Do they have... So Roku now owns This Old House. Yeah. So does that mean they also own New Yankee Workshop? No. Okay. I mean, it's, it's two separate shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't... I mean, I don't think that... You can also look on Pluto TV, which is free to download mm -hmm. on any smart device... I'm pretty sure they have a whole channel devoted. I know they have a whole channel for this old house. They might have a whole channel for New Yankee Workshop, too. I don't think they do. No? But, mm -mm. Okay. They made a big deal about bringing all the shows to, to this old house. Okay. Um, dot com or whatever they're online well, Maybe they had to get is. rid of it then. So I, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I, don't, I, I don't know. I need to go check. That's why I had other people so, answer the question. Old house. I don't know. No, that's not it. That's a different... This old house online. Don't worry about okay. it. finding it now. They could find that. Okay. Just Google it. <laughs> You'll find it. You'll it's find great. it. <laughs> Aren't those shows great, though? Like, all the old uh, Woodworks stuff and New Yankee Workshop. Man, I just, like, in the past month, I've been watching a little bit more of David Marks and old Woodworks episodes, just as I'm, like, making coffee and making the kids' lunches in uh -oh. the morning. And it really gets me gone for the day. Like, inspired gone. to... get. I don't know what that was. Inspired <laughs> to get going. <laughs> For the day. I, know. I I just want to point out, I'm not the only one. Yeah, but it, you're usually I, the one. I'm usually the one. I'm highlighted as one, but you have just as many, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben, a <laughs> ben Ackenberg is in the chat, and he did a super chat, and yeah. he said, for Nicole to buy school supplies, I kid you not, I've already bought two staplers. <laughs> Yeah, swing line stapler? I got a swing line. A red one? And I got a Bosch. Okay. A Bushy, or I don't know what it's called. A Bushy stapler, you guys. <laughs> but because I'm working in the library, I ordered some new magazine subscriptions, and I want the magazines to last, so I laminated the front cover and the second cover, and then I needed to staple them back together. And mm -hmm. I, cannot, I could not find a stapler. I'm like, I'm just going to buy a stapler. I can see why teachers spend so much of their own money because you just get frustrated. Yeah, you just that you're like, I just thing. want to staple this thing back together. So I bought two staplers. There you go. 
Uh, Marvelous One says, Yo, Mark, have you tried any of that 3M paper that uh, uh, Jonathan Katz Moses did a video shootout on? I bought some, but my old ETS sander is supposed to have that Airstream pad on it for proper dust collection. I have not. See, here's the thing. Years ago, I had a great relationship with Festool. Michael over at Calavera, he was like a Festool fairy. And he would distribute the Festool to, <laughs> to those people he liked. And uh, I got so much sandpaper that I'm going to be you working... You still have sandpaper. <laughs> I'm going to be working through it for a while. And look, sandpaper is not that interesting to me to go and just like, you know what? Out with the old, yeah. in with the new. No, I'm going to use up all the old sandpaper. It might be 2030 by the time well, I finish. Well, that being said... Um, the folks over at Maverick had sent you some paper, and yeah. I know you have an email. We've been meaning to... We'll get back. I'll, i, I got to tell them. I did yes. test the Maverick stuff. It's great sandpaper. They've got great stuff. But here's, here's the problem, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yell at Jonathan Katz-Moses a little bit here for doing this. <laughs> he does these tests that fairly definitively show that the best value or the best results, or both, right, are coming from a particular sandpaper. It makes it impossible for anybody to use anything else because you go, well, why are you using that? It's not the best. And it's like, because it's just freaking sandpaper and I don't care that much. Like if you shave off 0.5 seconds or you save me, you know, I don't know, two cents on a particular sheet of paper, I don't care that much. But it does make it difficult when this, I mean, he did a brilliant test. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done uh, two of them, I believe. And the results are pretty obvious when he's done. It makes it really hard to use anything else. Because everybody watches that video and they're like, well, why aren't you using this other sandpaper? It's like, well, because they're not paying me money to, uh, to be a sponsor. Hmm. Or, or if that's the reason. I don't know. Or I've got, I've, I've got a bunch of uh, festool paper that they sent me. Forever. Forever ago. Forever ago. It's like three generations old, but it still sands the wood. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. Thanks, Jonathan. I'm getting, giving shout-outs to all of the regulars. So Gary Badger is in the chat. And yeah. I just wanted to say... Thank you for hanging out with us. You'll, See, you'll find a way to fill your Friday nights. It's okay. I'll just give you my number. You can call me. <laughs> just call me. I won't answer, though. I never answer my phone. <laughs> we never answer our phone. Oh, so different. When we were kids, it was like, oh, come on over, company. Now it's like, who's at the door? Were we expecting somebody? <laughs> Unless it's a package, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> ben says, the old wishy stapler. Oh, the They're the best. I uh, got a question here from Ben Price. I'm restoring an old outdoor swing my great-grandfather made in, in the 1950s after removing wow. all six layers. And after removing all six layers of paint, I found one of the arms has a lot of wear and a small crack on the end. Um, could I do epoxy the epoxy foot trick on the mm -hmm. arm? The whole thing is getting painted, so it shouldn't stand out too bad. Also, it's made of pine, cedar, and maybe a piece of oak. That's why it's getting painted. <laughs> Good old grandpa. Use whatever he had. Franken-swing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Go ahead. Use some, um, use some epoxy on there. Fill those cracks. If it's a deep crack and you need it to be, like, filled, so you need something that's liquidy, um, fine, go ahead and use epoxy. But there's also other fillers. If it's not something like that, it's just maybe a surface crack um, and it's, you know, a pretty wide crack. They make like epoxy putty that you can use or you can actually use, um, there's wood filler that's pretty much just Bondo in a different uh, container. I think Minwax makes it. Or you could just use Bondo, right? You, could, you can kind of use a body filler on there to fill any of those cracks, sand them down nice and smooth. They sand great. And then you could put your paint coats right on top of that. No reason you can't do that. Bundle. 
Uh, Dennis has a great question. How long will the Wood Whisperer remain on YouTube? Um, probably after I'm dead. You think? Well, why would we take the channel down? Oh, that's a disturbing thought. If I wasn't here, would yeah. you take a channel down that's just, I no. mean, it might no. not do anything for a yeah. while, but yeah. I don't think we would take it down. Unless you I think if he's asking, like, how long will we be active? Oh, active. Yeah, I don't know. As long as I feel motivated to continue making yeah. videos, which yeah. I don't intend to stop anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, it is interesting, though, because we've kind of been doing it the longest. The longest. And we still care. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is my life, guys. This is what I do. I started in 2006 yep. because that's what I wanted to do with my life. And here we are. I'm doing was, what I wanted to do. He was bored. At home. so hard. But it's always been, we've, both of us have always loved technology. We've always loved the next kind of new thing. So that's why I think we've kind of grown with it, that yeah. we're always kind of, hey, what's what's coming out next? Honestly, I'm curious, like, when we're both like, oh, just, I don't want to learn anything new. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So... No, it's fine. And I, I mean, this to me, it's super fun. It's always a challenge. Move it, don't move my... You, you got a super chat. I would, like for you, I would like for you to show it. On your own keyboard. Tickle your own ivories. <laughs> okay. Don't tickle my ivories. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I uh, lost my train of thought, so I'm just going to move on. Yeah, move on. Got a question here. So how will your relationships with Powermatic and Typebond be affected by the cancellation of this show? Uh, well, Typebond... Well, they, I mean, don't, here's they, don't, thing. they don't care about this show. No one cares about this show. Like, this is the extra stuff. I don't think they even know that we do this show. <laughs> Quite honestly, <laughs> yet we continue to yes. persevere. <laughs> yes. um, I think what those companies, when they pay for a sponsorship, they're paying for the Wood Whisperer. Yeah, the they're videos. not really paying for this live show. If they get a little bonus something out of it, I mm -hmm. mean, there's nothing type on on this wall. What's type on get out of this live show? Nothing. Nothing. We talk about them. It's just the videos, right? So none of that changes for that reason. There will be sponsorship changes happening this year. Next year. Well, in 2022. Yeah. So we are uh, coming to the end of our relationship with Powermatic, which is uh, not too surprising, but it's it's definitely going to be happening. So there will be changes coming as a result of that, but it's got nothing to do with this live show. No. And maybe it's actually, maybe, maybe they caught does. an episode of the live show <laughs> and were like, well, what? that's the final straw with those two. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's perfectly fine. Um, but this is the first public. I said it in the after show yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's you know it's it's not that big of a deal. Uh, we're professionals. So you're not going to see me like bad mouthing a company that I've worked with for ten years, twelve Fif years, fifteen. Fifth well, no, I've been doing this for fifteen, so it can't right. be that long. No, they they were after the uh, oh, yeah, two thousand seven. Like okay, yeah. it's been a long time, you guys. So yeah, I mean, still great company. It's just they're going in in a different direction, which yep. uh, I'm just glad we were able to do what we did with them for as long yeah. as we did. Yep. I uh, got a super. Do you see Joe's <laughs> super chat? I see Richard saying, "Any bets on how many new projects are going to be classroom related?" I already have a few. She's like <laughs> the book. There's a bookshelf in the lounge that is falling apart, and I'm like, I need a bookshelf for this lounge. <laughs> You haven't made a bookshelf in a while. She has sent me multiple times pictures of the big desk that's in the library. Anything you could do with this. It's and it's so... like laminate with weird <laughs> trim on it. It's like an art deco piece. Yeah, and she wants me to like reface the well, whole thing. I'm like, at least here's what you do. Just the, the... You take a big bomb and you set it off <laughs> right underneath it. And then you throw the waste away, and then you buy a new one. We're like, could you build a desk then? 
<laughs> oh, shnikes. Um, uh, look for Joe's super chat. I want to... I will. I just okay. see questions I want to okay. knock out as we're going. Okay. What was your source for wood in Phoenix? Spellman Hardwoods. That question has come up a lot lately. Well, because Something... I talked about in my wood recommendation video, mm -hmm. I told a story about finding mm. like really crappy wood stores gotcha. and really good quality, well, price, not quality, um, good price yeah. wood stores. And I didn't say the name of the store. Gotcha. So people are like, which store is it? Which store? I've gotten direct emails for that question. It's, I've answered it 10 times in yeah. the comments, but yeah. you can't see them, you yeah. can't find it. What's the longest break you've taken from woodworking? Two week vacation? Or no, like... A month. I mean, you try hard around the holidays. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing, even around the holidays, you know what I do? I come in here <laughs> and I do stuff. Yeah. I just don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, if I, if I go away for a week and I come back, I wanna be in this space. I mean, that's the thing. And, and that's, that's one of the things that tells me that I made the right choice to do this for a living, Aww. right? Yeah. Because I still, well, it's like our marriage, right? Mm. Like I still want to be around you. I was actually saying awe because Matt Cremona is in the chat and he said, miss you with hearts. Yeah, but he means it like a smart ass. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing Aww. you need to awe about. He's a jerk. I'm surprised he's taken time from his busy house building schedule. <laughs> That's insane to watch him build a structure. No, it's super cool. Yeah. Here's what I love about Matt. His hair. I love his hair. <laughs> Aside from his hair, though, I also like his, like, there's nothing stopping that guy. Mm -hmm. Like, if, he want, if he's got his mind set on getting something done, figure it he's going to find a way to do it. You know what I would do? I'd come up with 10 excuses for why I can't do it. <laughs> he just gets it done. Yeah. I, I admire that yes. about him. Uh, we got a, a super chat from Joe Lepolito. I'm just going to read it since you're, you can't find it. I think you scrolled past it, maybe? No, no. Yeah, you did. I'm just behind. You scrolled, you scrolled past it. It's a Keep People are doing going. title suggestions. I think our title should be Go Watch the Cremonas. <laughs> there it is. There's Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. I've enjoyed the shows over the years. I'll miss them. Congrats on following your passion. Nicole, question. What would you use to pop the figure in curly maple with a hard wax oil finish? <laughs> oh, dang, Joe. That's a great good Water. Uh, very good question. <laughs> I would raise the grain. <laughs> oh, he's, I, I thought he said Nicole a question. <laughs> I was like, oh, he wants me to answer the question. There was a period there. I was wondering. <laughs> I'm glad you took the lead. I was like, I can answer this question. I love how on Nicole's last day, she's taking initiative. This will show up in your review. So the trick with that is there's really not a whole lot you can do because hard wax oil finishes really want raw wood to, uh, you know, to really make things go. So... Trying to think of things you could do. Well, if you are not opposed to putting a little color on the surface, you might get a little bit more um, contrast in the curl if you use something that has color. So let's say you're using Rubio. Well, they have pre-color things that you could apply that basically are like compatible stains. You might be able to hit it with a little bit of that and then maybe even sand the surface back just a hair so you get the, um, you know, the grain that's uh, the thirstier parts still take the color and the rest lightens up a little bit. That's a trick you use with dye traditionally uh, to, to really pop the figure. You may also just do this, what they now call water popping, that uh, woodworkers have called raising the grain forever, um, which goes back to what Nicole said. 
Um, they say that if you do that, you get a little bit better penetration into the fibers. So you're pre-raising the grain, the fibers kind of stand up, become a little bit thirstier so you can get better color penetration, which then also means if you are just trying to get color out of an oil, you may get more intense coloration going on from that. So that may be one way to do it too. But generally speaking, it's a little bit tricky. Um, that said, a hard wax oil, especially if you go with one like Rubio, will give you some pretty good figure, like it's oil. It's gonna look great on a figured wood. So test that out first and that may be good enough. But not they're not all created equal. I am playing with some very interesting, I'm gonna call them Rubio competitors because that's one I'm most familiar with, hard wax oil competitors. Uh, one of them is called Nat Natura, Natura? Mm, Natura okay. Monocoat. <clears throat> They even have a color scheme that looks like Rubio. Um, but their thing, at least what they told me, is that they are uh, cheaper than Rubio. So I'm testing those guys out. And then the other one is, um, uh, what's the name? Right there, Vesting. I can't read that far. Girl, you need some glasses. I do need glasses. Vesting USA is a company that makes uh, also hard wax oil finishes. But the one that they sent me is LED UV Cured, which means you put a little bit of oil on the surface, you hit it with light, it's cured like that. Amazing stuff. Anyway, point is, these all kind of look a little bit different on the surface, right? Some of them look more like a traditional oil. Some of them kind of almost look a little, they look a little bit to me almost like a water-based finish on the surface where it's not quite as, uh, it doesn't darken the wood quite as much. Um, so, it, you know, they're all have like different personalities. But I think if you go with something like Rubio, you're going to find that it makes a figured wood look pretty darn good to begin with. <clears throat> Mark White is in the uh, chat and he says, I guess no more beginning woodworking shows with Nicole. That's not necessarily true. I mean, if we're going to do beginner woodworker, it'll mm -hmm. probably be over the weekend. So, and I get off at two o'clock. So yeah. if we really wanted but to then film, we go to the gym. That's true. We do go to the gym. Um... Uh, yes, I would like to. I mean, I bought those tools yeah. that are sitting under there. Just like someone could be using that mm -hmm. table saw, but instead it's sitting in a box. Yep. That's the thing that drives me the most nuts about it. Bonkers. Yeah, but um, I think if we do continue that series, let's put it this way. That has just as much chance of continuing before this decision mm -hmm. as it does after the decision. <laughs> sure. Like if it was going to happen, it would happen. Yeah. What it will come there, down to is you, you know want what? something that I don't want to make. The bookcase. Yeah. Well, let's make yourself a bookcase. Okay. Let's you make a bookcase. Okay. I'll make the bookcase. <laughs> bookcase would be great. That would be awesome. People would love to see let's a bookcase. Let's do it. I'll make a bookcase. Okay. Make your bookcase. Um, ben also did another super chat. Oh, hold on. Midstate Rustic said he saw you guys on Eric uh, Roten. I don't ever know how to pronounce Eric's last name. Roten? Um, the the oh, router yeah, sign yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. They came and stopped by the shop. Great video. Nice to informally meet both of you. Well, nice to meet you too. Yeah, they're great people. Um, somebody guys. had also said they saw you in uh, Matt Eslia's yeah. video. It was uh, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Guy's hilarious. All uh, right. So uh, Ben says Mark still needs to make Nicole a challenge coin rack. Again, that will probably be something I make. No, someone already sent one. It's in That's the basement, true. and we but use I want, it. But I want one like like on a desk. I can put it on a desk. Yeah, we don't always get what we want. I can make it. Okay. That could be another project I could make. Uh, ben is, uh, yeah. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we have the, the rack downstairs. 
I've been filling it up. Jeff wants to know. He's just mentioning again in case it was missed. Well, if it hasn't been said yet, Jeff, it has been missed. But this one hasn't. Uh, been working on a jewelry box project and been posting updates in the Discord. Mark, would Rubio be good for it? And if so, use the maintenance oil too? Absolutely. There's a, it's a jewelry box. You could finish it with um, earwax and it would be fine. Uh, it kind of just depends on what finish you want to use, what kind of look you want. But protection for a jewelry box is really not like that big of a deal, right? So you can go for the appearance and the finish you know how to apply well. Rubio would be absolutely fantastic. I never use Rubio without the maintenance oil. I need that extra bit of sheen. Like single coat of Rubio, no bueno. Give you that maintenance oil as a second coat, perfect. I got a question here from... Can I ban Matt? <laughs> no, don't ban just him. Just for fun? No, don't I just got me. to his comment in my, my <laughs> list. Okay, I'm going to scroll down. <clears throat> I got a question here from Silher. It's a very long question with many, many layers to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to have to um, address this. The, the bottom line, talking about epoxy, are there any rules on epoxy inlay depth, distance from another, and how to tackle epoxying a cube, each of the four sides separately, one line on all four sides, one line on each side? That will take some time. Four sides, three colors, 12 filling. Fill, fill. I mean, you don't really do epoxy. He doesn't do epoxy. Have you seen this show? <laughs> Why are you asking me a question like that? <laughs> are you trying to hurt my feelings? <laughs> the most epoxy he's ever really done was uh, that Woodworkers Fighting Cancer project. Yeah, where and I just like, I dipped my little Mario characters into the background. <laughs> I don't do much with epoxy. It's a glue to me, guys. I don't use it in the artistic way that Sorry, lots of people so. do. Um, so I do wish I had a great answer for you, but I don't have enough experience to guide you uh, in that. There are general rules of thumb in terms of thicknesses and things like that, uh, pore thickness, and there are also different materials that have different sets of rules. So yeah. you got to talk to people who just deal with this stuff all the time. That's not me, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, um. <clears throat> so Worth Effort says... You're a bearded, tattooed woodworker with thick glasses. Now, They're look, I'm going to stop thick. you right there. They're not thick at all. I have the lightest prescription. <laughs> I actually, oftentimes, don't even wear my glasses when it's not convenient. If I have to wear a mask somewhere, yeah. no glasses. When I go to the gym, no glasses. No glasses. I don't need the glasses, but I get them because I like... You see those that Star Trek poster? Yeah. I want to read every word oh, on see, that I poster. Can't, I can't do that. See, Here, let me and see. I, I could read most of them. Well, that's for um, astigmatism. That may not help. Oh, that's you. not going to help. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that's not going to help at but all. But I want to be able to read every single letter on that I song. think I just need readers. Yeah. So I'm picky. That's yeah. why I have glasses. So you take that back, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I get, oh, I'm not so done. You, oh, you were not this done. This isn't likely flannel somewhere, so you have to know... Of a scotch or whiskey that won't cause uncool, embarrassing squish, uh, face squish at WorkbenchCon. Well, come to the wrong place, my yep. friend. I don't drink. Like, I occasionally have a beer. Mm. And it's usually for this show or when there's a friend in town. Yeah. Where we're, like, maybe having a bunch of people over for a football game. Something like that. I might have a beer. Just not a drinker. And especially hard liquor. Mm-hmm. Not my thing. I did that in my college years. Yeah. I was like... All right, got that out of my system. I, I got, never, I never enjoyed it. Yeah, I got, uh, I got like really sick on a couple different things, so those completely yeah. went off the menu. Yeah. And then uh, after college, I just was, I like completely lost interest in hard liquor. And I preferred to use my calories elsewhere. Yeah. 
Exactly. Desserts. So, that said, I'm sure there are plenty of other bearded, tattooed woodworkers oh, yeah. who would gladly give you a recommendation on whatever uh, good drinks Whiskey. they drink. Um, yeah. I've you never, want a recommendation I've... for a good water bottle? <laughs> I'm your guy. I <laughs> uh, got a super chat here from Flippin... Flippin' Zippo. Okay. I'm I don't Zippo. understand the comment. It says, wooden pipe boy? Nice. I don't know what that means. Wooden pip boy. Oh. How do you not... <laughs> you of all people don't realize what he's saying? Uh, where's the wooden pip boy? Well, we don't have I, a pip boy in here. Yeah. Maybe he's asking to build a wooden nice. pip boy. I, I, I read pipe for some reason. But um, we don't, do we have a pit no, boy in here? No, I have a pit boy. It's in the office. But not a wooden one. No. I have two pit boys. Yeah, it's funny that we don't even know. we got to, like, look around. Yeah. Like, we're lost. i got a <coughs> uh, ocarina. I don't understand. Wooden pipe, pipe boy? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Eh, what are you going to do? Peter's I misread stuff all here. the time. How did you learn your craft? Did you go to school for it? I'm learning new to woodworking. I feel discouraged uh, sometimes about the quality or uniqueness of my work. Thank you. And love this show. Well, Peter, I'm, uh, I'm glad you found your way here. I'm going to tell you some painful advice. Mm. The best thing and the worst thing about being a new woodworker today is the internet. It can be an incredible source of information, but depending on your personality and how you take in information and inspiration, it could also be incredibly intimidating and discouraging. I can tell you as someone who not only makes furniture but makes videos for a living, Seeing other people just being crazy productive. And when I go and look at my feed mm. and I see, you know, this person's got a video, this person's got a video, it, ma it makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. And I can see how if you are just looking at your furniture and you just see these Instagram pictures scrolling by, especially because people, guess what? They only take the best picture and show you that one. You're not seeing every angle. So I can tell you from experience, it doesn't always look as good as it appears to look. But that said, it can be very discouraging to be inundated with this constant feed of people being super productive and appearing to be super talented. So it, it can be a double-edged sword. So sometimes the best thing to do is to step away and go old school. Get a couple woodworking books. Uh, maybe isolate your YouTube subscriptions to only a couple. Don't inundate yourself with this stuff because if it's having any kind of a negative impact on you, pull back. Get back to basics. Uh, you in the woodshop, you know, it's a golf game, right? It's you beating your own score. This is not a foot race. So sometimes walking away and, and if you have to unsubscribe to my channel, I'm totally okay with that if it means you're going to, you know, find a, a source of inspiration that is at a pace that you can handle, that you, that you feel inspired by and not discouraged by. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Take note when you're, if you are on social media, who's making you feel like that? Or just in general, after you scroll, how do you feel? Yeah. Do you walk away feeling good? Or do yeah. you walk away feeling a little bit down on yourself? Think about it. At the core, what's, what's the problem? That may be the problem. And then you just need to stop mm -hmm. doing that and then uh, change the game for yourself a little bit. Got a super chat from Garrick. Garrick says, hi, when making frame and panel doors, should I be worried about wood movement? as in the cross grain against the long grain, the panel is plywood. Well, in a frame and panel door, if the panel is plywood, you generally have no wood movement issues to be concerned with. The only time you really need to be concerned is because you have a frame that is not gonna let anything move. The panel inside that frame, if it's made from solid wood, which expands and contracts, you need to allow 
I'm letting it air out. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm letting it dissipate. It's not. It's going gonna, it's gonna to slowly gonna come over because there's a window open right there. The panel is solid wood. It's going to expand and contract, so you need to allow that panel. So we, we usually refer to it as sort of floating. It's kind of floating within the frame, which gives it room to move. But if it's plywood, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I got a question. final question from on Patreon from Mark Wyda. While watching the video for the workbench, which is great, by the way, I've noticed two bandsaws in the background. Mm-hmm. Maybe you answered this before, but... It, is each one set up for different types of cutting? Uh, example, one is for resawing, yeah. the other one is for curves. Yeah, they are. And that's one of the challenges is sometimes when you have a big, even half inch, you know, it's not that big, but still a good quality half inch um, resaw blade doesn't necessarily like having all those curves done to it. I've broken a couple of blades, um, you know, doing things I shouldn't be doing with a wider blade. So ideally, in the ideal world, you have one saw set up for resawing tasks, and all it really does is straight cuts and maybe really wide curves. Then you have another one set up with a narrower blade that can handle any curve you want to throw at it, right? That's, that's its specialty. So that, to me, is the best setup if you can afford it and if you have the space to accommodate it. Um, so I'm actually getting a new bandsaw um, as part of this change that's coming up. Um, there has been a bandsaw that I've been wanting to get for a while. I'm not going to say much about it now. But um, it's, it's going to be coming, and it has me thinking, do I really need two bandsaws? I'm going through this decision-making uh, process right now, but I would miss my 14-inch bandsaw mm-hmm. for that reason, to be able to cut those curves. But trying to figure out if there's a way I could, you know, live without it. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Jerry K says, which other woodworker on YouTube would you like to go up against in a build challenge? I can answer that question. Oh, okay. I can answer it. I, I hope you answer this the way I... Want you to? Absolutely none, because he doesn't want to do a build challenge. Bingo. <laughs> so I detest build challenges. <laughs> I like the the fun nature of it. It can be cute and fun, but absolutely not competing against He's other like, people like that I, is just I, not my thing. Got too much to do. <laughs> look at the look at the conversation I just had with someone else. I told him if it bothers you looking at other people's stuff, walk away from it. <laughs> like somebody goes, somebody came to my house and was like, "Hey, Mark, let's say." John Malecki, he likes doing challenges, right? Let's say John Malecki came to my shop and he goes, hey, Mark, I challenge you. I would walk out of the room. He He wouldn't finish the sentence. He would just close the door. I would close the door. He's like, I'm done. And I would see George slowly come down (laughs) and replace his face in front of John Malecki's face. (laughs) Like, I have... He's like less than zero interest in competing. I love the TikTok. (laughs) There's a TikTok going around. Um, where it says if introverts actually like were honest about their feelings, and that's exactly what it was like. Oh, hi, I haven't seen you. Oh, no, I'm not going to do this with you. Mm-mm. Bye. And we'll just walk I gotta away. Go. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's a fun thing. And I, I love that other people enjoy doing yeah. that sort of stuff, but that's just not my, not my bag. Not my jam. <laughs> but you know who I would... I can tell you something. I was thinking I would want to compete against him, but he would kick my ass. Uh, yeah. But I would want to compete against him so that I could learn from oh. him. Phil Morley. Yeah. Like, I wish that guy was I my dad. You, I think you just want to hang out with him more. <laughs> I don't know why I want him to be my dad. but <laughs> He's like, younger than you. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm not that much younger. Philip, you're not that much younger than me. I know this. But no, I, would, like, I, want, to, I want to be Philip. Uh, How about that? I would like the accent. You don't like the, the ra- raspy jersey? <laughs> the jersey. 
the little shreds of jersey I still have left? Uh, How da- dare you? David wants to know when the Far- Farrington collab is uh, happening. That's going to be a 2022 thing. We really packed a lot of projects <laughs> in to the end of 2021. We do not release projects in December just because it's, it's around Christmas. It's not a great yeah. sales period. And, every you know, I don't want to have focus taken away from family time yeah. for yeah. us and other people. So I think it's going to be an early 22, uh, 2022 release. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Mike Farrington, great guy, awesome family, super fun to work with. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And we also have another one. Should we? Did we ever mention the uh, new instructor coming to the guild? No. Can we? I don't see why not. I mean, yeah. we don't have footage, but everything's booked. Everything's booked. Yeah. So you guys like Megan Fitzpatrick, right? I do. She's fantastic. She's I love amazing. Megan. Haven't seen her in years, but still love her. And uh, she's going to be doing a tool chest for the guild. And um, probably what, next week? I think um, so. Todd is traveling yeah. out there to film that. I'm super excited about it. And it will be the first all hand tool project in the guild. Oh, that's awesome. It's going to be great. I'm going to put Megan's her Instagram in the chat. Um, she is one snug, one snug the joiner. Yeah, one snug the joiner. Uh, on Instagram. And Oh, look at her pot belly pig. No, that was at, um, you know where that is? Where? You'll like that. That's at CR Muter Spall. Oh, is it? Yeah. Aww. I saw when she posted that. Look at that cat's butthole. <laughs> Megan, what are you doing? <laughs> it's got to be a family channel, right? What are you doing? <laughs> oh. Go to her Instagram feed and there is a cat butthole winking at you. Saying hello. Is this the tool chest too? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you I don't can know. go see. Look. When Megan agreed to do this, I'm just like, I don't care what you do. Just yeah, whatever you want to do. Goes, how about how about that? I'm like, I don't know, it's fine, just do it. <laughs> we it's, want you in the guild. It's gonna be great. So I'm excited. I'll find out what it is yeah. when I see it. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Scroll all the way down to the bottom because a really nice super chat. A very generous super chat just came in. <laughs> Lincoln St. Woodworks. You ain't kidding, man. Build videos are too much work. <laughs> Well, look, Peter's, uh, I'd like to hear a response. Peter said, thank you. I feel exactly um, what you said. This is what I needed to hear. I'll keep your subscription for sure. My favorite one to watch. Well, thanks, Peter. I appreciate that. Um, But not required. Well, Robert's looking forward to the beginner-friendly bookcase now. (laughs) Well, thanks, Robert. You really made that a commitment. (laughs) Dang it. It's on my to-do. It's on my mental to-do list now. Okay. Jeff says, where do you purchase your Rubio? Do you order it online somewhere? I've got zero woodworking type stores anywhere near me. Here's the good news. Rubio. You can find it on Amazon. Six to eight months ago. No. Buy it from them. Oh, go to Rubio. These days on Amazon. Look, you guys got to be careful on Amazon anymore. Whether it's finishes, woodworking equipment, especially now. um, Amazon is very rarely Uh, the best price on stuff. So if you see something on Amazon, go to the manufacturer's website. And they website. do free shipping. In the, yeah. Um, so you could buy directly from Rubio. They have a retail portion of their website, e-commerce thing set up. I think they did it like six to eight months ago. Um, and I actually have an affiliate thing mm-hmm. with them that I never, oh, do you? I never give it out because I don't remember. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> but they just buy direct from them. They're oh, great. my goodness. <clears throat> uh, we got a super chat from... Richard Tapper. Hey, Rich. It's not Rich. Oh, maybe it is Richard. Um, what are your thoughts on the Jessam clear-cut precision stock guides? Are those the spring-loaded hoochies? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I like those. 
They're great. It's a little bit of a splurge, and that's why I sometimes don't use them, because it's like, just take out your Jessam hold downs and you could get this dado perfectly clean. All like, But they are fantastic. Um, I've got one that is modified to fit right on the top of my very super cool tools aluminum extrusion. And I do use it on projects where I know I need that pressure in a place that my hands can't get to. I actually like them a lot. I just don't use them that often, but they are great. Jessam makes great stuff and, and that's no exception. Um, a okay, Garrick's uh, clarifying uh -huh. his frame and panel door question. The question was for the frame itself. Garrick, you don't have to worry about a frame's movement with that cross grain joint. The only time you start to even think about worrying about that is if you had a giant frame, like bigger than a door type frame, which is usually not the case. If it's just a regular door for a cabinet, don't worry about it. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, I'm just, scroll. I wanna I want to hit everybody I tonight. understand. It's our last show. I know. I just I wanna know. make sure everybody is answered and happy. Yeah. Where, where, what? Keep going. What's your mom cussing about? <laughs> Son of a bitch! Come back, come back, come back. <laughs> complaining about John, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, not true. No, keep going. Just scroll. There. <laughs> it's a good show. This is a good show. <laughs> Jerry K says, "Fan character." No, stop. Just what? look at my screen, and this is what it's. <laughs> I hate that mine just describes, <laughs> describes what it is. what's going on. So thank you, Jerry K. That was very, very, very nice. Super of generous of you, Jerry. Amazing. Thank you so much. You guys and then, you don't have to. And do then Butch like after that. says, thank you. How will you pay the bills without the super chat? <laughs> Boy, if the super chat could pay our bills, <laughs> would that be something? I, I've decided to take all the super chat money and uh, do something nice for and the buy teachers. A new bookcase <laughs> from IKEA. In fact, you might even be able to afford two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what else? Oh, the marvelous one. Wow, she's awesome. Thanks for turning me on to another Instagram. You're welcome. She is awesome. I love her. She, uh, I consider Megan something of a matriarch of the woodworking yeah, world. Yeah, She really is. She was at Pop Woodworking forever. That's that's where we met her. Mm -hmm. And I think she's like officially with uh, Lost Art Press and Chris Schwarz. Uh, great, great humor, great people. Uh, Glenn, you didn't insult. I don't. I didn't. I missed it. It goes fast. So what? the the thing about the uh, super chats is that they um, highlight mm -hmm. in my face. So I try to to scan as much as possible. Did we miss something? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Um. It's okay. Oh, I only asked. As you would be worth it to get advice and guidance. <laughs> oh, I don't, I'm missing part of that. Old people are so cute. Is he talking about us? Uh, probably. <laughs> Me, maybe. <laughs> Both of you us. don't look old. I'm older than you. I know. You're I'm an old lady. I'm an old lady. I look older than you, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, just, Tom Weatherford just got on. What did I miss about a last show? Well, welcome to the last show, Tom. That's what you but missed, But here's buddy. the cool thing. We have a huge repository of older videos. Guys, my suppositories are huge. You should go check them out. <laughs> oh, but you know what? We do have an after show after this. Yeah, we do. Yep. Um, not playing New World. Um, I just kind of, I, I have two other games I want to do, Far Cry 6, mm -hmm. and I'm almost done with Deathloop. So once I finish those, then I can go back to New World. Unless something else comes up. Like whatever new shiny object is in front of my face is what keeps me out of MMOs. 
Glenn, Glenn, I want to know why you're AKA Jeff. <laughs> He's Glenn, AKA Jeff Smith. Why don't you just call yourself Jeff? Yeah. Or just I'll Glenn. Just Jeff. Pick a name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um. Oh, look, we got another person that came over from uh, Eric and Vicky's channel. Oh, that's nice. Hello from North Dakota. I'm a sign maker. That's cool. That's like a, a super little niche community. Mm -hmm. It is. That was great that he came to Denver, did a whole thing here. And I just saw he's in uh, at the Tempe um, Woodworker Source. Oh, is that where he's at right now? Yeah, he's all over the place. That guy is, uh, he's on fire. He's jet setting. Mm -hmm. They're out on the go. All right. It's now 740. I told Shoot. mom we would be done at 730. Okay. So we're going to transfer over to the after show where it'll be a little bit more casual. We talk about other things. We can talk about woodworking if you yeah, want to. We go to. off topic. Yeah. I um, often say things that I don't feel comfortable saying in front of a larger audience. Mm. <laughs> well, two more things real quick. Building a bench for my son's dining room table. Which finish would be better, Rubio or Osmo? Uh, there is no better. They're both pretty darn good. With Osmo, it's a little bit more versatile in terms of how you apply it. You can sometimes apply it a little bit thicker and get something that looks a little bit more like a film. They also have a, a, a wider product line. So you've got options there. Rubio is pretty much Rubio. Still great. I've got Rubio on my uh, kitchen table. Oh, and just to clarify, I still, if you are a Patreon subscriber, I think it's at the $10 level, I'm still sending out holiday cards. So yeah, okay. I'll still be sending that to you. And then uh, let's see, last one here. Todd says, I just joined your channel today. Well... Thanks, Todd. I hope you don't enjoy this too much because this won't happen again for a little while. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put the link um, to the after show. If you are a Patreon supporter, there's the post to the after show. If you are a YouTube supporter <clears throat> at, any, at any level, um, if you go to the channel under the community tab, um, there is a link there. I just put it up because when I made the post, I was at the school and the school doesn't let me make comments on YouTube, so I didn't get a chance to I did do. my watchdog dad thing the other day. Yeah. And look, there's, there's yeah. down moments, right? Yeah, sure. I'm, uh, I'm guarding the outside perimeter. Mm -hmm. you know, checking the doors. Checking my YouTube comments. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I in restricted mode? <laughs> Who did this? Like, oh, I'm at a school right yeah, now. Yeah, the school's network did that. So. Yeah. So that was, I did put up someone's comment who was joking. I'm the, there's, the wood whisper isn't going anywhere. No. Uh, Donald, thank you for joining uh, the YouTube members. You can head on over to the after show. Yeah. And uh, I hope you guys understand how much we loved doing this show. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you know when it's time to retire a thing, and we've, we've hit that point. That's all that, that happens. I, I don't, I, I honestly, with everything coming down on my plate yeah it's gonna be really hard and here's the thing we've been doing this for so long you guys like i'm sure you expect a certain level of evolution if we don't evolve things get real boring so this could mean there's something else coming up you know you never know what the next thing might be if i'm not doing live stuff i don't know maybe i'll start doing some instagram live stuff just yeah. off the cuff sort of things like that because i've got room for it you never know you never know but uh from the bottom of my heart i have enjoyed doing this this has connected us to so many special people who we wouldn't have really bonded with this mm -hmm. way um i'm not even going to start naming names because i would forget some people but you guys are fantastic you've been with oh, us fleur de the lune. whole way fleur de lune there's always a heart from fleur yes that's right thank you fleur there, it's just it means so much to us that the, you guys would spend this time with us and look 
hardly anything happens on this show. But you guys hang out waiting with us, right? Waiting for me to hit them, aren't you? You guys are just waiting, <laughs> waiting for something, right? Even we used to have demos and stuff like that, but most of the time it's just us doing this and you guys are here for it, and that, that's so special to yeah. us. So uh, we You're really, truly emotional. appreciate it. You're getting emotional. I'm not getting They're emotional. They're making cry. I don't care about these people. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you guys. Thank you. So much. And um, again, we'll see you at some point in the future. In the after show. In the after show, specifically, five minutes from now. <laughs> Less than Where I'll five tell minutes. them what I really think of you guys. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.